hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, it's so nice to have y'all here. Uh, this is the podcast, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, this is uh, Centro Casa de Vida Youth. Yeah, welcome in, welcome in. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, our offering is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, my name is Manny. Uh, this is my first time actually at, uh, the youth, uh, meeting on Zoom. And I'm very excited, very happy to be here. Uh, yeah, y'all may not have seen me here before, but I've been behind the scenes talking with, uh, these, uh, beautiful people, uh, you know, planning things, you know, doing stuff behind the scenes and uh yeah i'm happy that i get to see uh some of the fruit of uh of what's been going on behind the scenes and so yeah uh, today i'm going to be sharing my testimony my life where god has taken me from and where i'm going where i'm at and hopefully where i'm going towards um <sighs> y'all like chick-fil-a yeah. Cool. Me too. I work at Chick-fil-A. So that's uh that can be one of my titles today. I'm I'm Manny, uh Chick-fil-A worker. Um also I've been uh in the church. Basically one of those people who like was born into the church, like I, I inherited the church, you know. Uh <laughs> You know, I I uh, inherited it through my parents. Inherited it, uh, and yeah, and like many of us, uh, we figure out uh, somewhere along the way that church and Christianity are two different things. Church and being a follower of Christ are two different things. And you know, starting out, I was. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I wouldn't know when exactly that, that transition came um, because I've, I've had the, um, the grace has been shown to me that I was, I've just been in love with Jesus. And if, if, if I could share with you guys, one of my earliest memories um, back in the day was uh, me and my little brother would listen to this artist called Alex Campos. If you don't know Alex Campos, you got to get on some Alex Campos. He's going to change your life, maybe make you cry a little bit, but it's going to be a good cry. One of those cries where once you blow your nose and uh, get it all out of your system, you're going to be like, thank you, Jesus. You know, one of those. And uh, yeah, so we were listening to Alex Campos, me and my little brother in the room. Uh, I must have been seven. He must have been five or even younger than that. And uh, we were listening to a song called Sueño de Morir. And basically the song takes you through the story of a soldier who gives up his life for, um, for a, a brother, basically, a brother in arms. Or, it's basically the story of... Um, of Jesus, you know, fighting for us and, and, uh, laying down his life so that we could live. 
And so at the end of the song, you know, my little brother starts crying and then I start crying and we're like, oh, it's, it's, and my mom runs into the room, you know, obviously like we're young, we were fighters, like we were, we were cats and dogs, you know, yeah, we were at each other's throats. Exactly. Yes. Guillermo. Yeah, I see. Yeah, exactly. We were, we're the wrestling on the bed. Um, until one of us gets so badly hurt that we get scared and stop and tell the other brother not to tell mom because we don't want to get our butts kicked. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was like that. So my mom comes rushing into the room and she was like, can they see Stemihoke? And I, and I was like, oh, no, that is Jesus. It's Jesus. We just, we just love, you know? And, uh, yeah. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was it was that and you know he he showed us his presence he sh he showed us his love from such a young age and for one reason or another he's kept me in love and i've kept seeing his love throughout my life um and at that point i was really young and i don't think he, I think this is one of the things I'm going to try to get across throughout this testimony. Um, kind of my theme that I want to do here is at that age, I hadn't really done anything like for God, quote unquote, or um, to deserve, you know, him showing us his love and his presence and giving us an embrace. You know, I was just I was just a little kid doing my little kid stuff, fighting with my brother um cursing at elementary school you know because trying to trying to be cool with the older grades and and they would be like yo listen to this little kid bro <laughs> he said the f word bro like they're they're you know those those kids like and and i fed into that you know and i was i was a thief yeah at that age i was a, i was a little thief. i would steal books you know <laughs> books to read i know i know not holy at all not very Christian. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I did nothing to deserve it, but um, the theme, if I could shorten it into a sentence, is um, God gives us the things that we need in the very moments that we least deserve it. Um, because it's not about what we do, but it's about His love and it's about Him wanting to show us. Like, what's the best opportunity for his love to show up than when we feel like we least deserve it? You know, so, so yeah, uh, going on uh, past my my youngin years into junior high. I guess that's still young, right? Yeah, but at least I thought I was big by that point. And, uh, you know, still still not doing great in, in my own life. Um, still a little troublemaker. Uh, I have so I have a cousin in here, two cousins in here uh, that might remember the day I uh, broke a window at a at one of my aunt's houses because I threw a Nerf gun at it because I was mad, so uh, or sad or mad, and at the same time, and uh, yeah, I threw a Nerf gun through a window and. I was I was I was a pretty angry kid, you know. Uh, 
meanwhile, like behind the scenes, um, junior high is like we started getting the internet. Oh, what a wonderful thing the internet is! Uh, we started getting the internet, and that fueled my uh, my uh, what would I say? It fueled my passions in a way I didn't know um, how it it would affect me later. You know, um, I was walking down the street with my family down State Street, which is a street down in Santa Barbara, and uh, I uh, my life as a kid was was really chaotic, not because of anything my parents did or because of anything that um, you know they hadn't like didn't do right or, or whatever um but really because i wanted to be the center of attention you know growing up and i still do okay so pay attention um but uh yeah so it, it was like I, I was doing all these things to try to be you know the the like oh i was the oh look at me kid you know and uh and so i kind of brought along with myself you know a lot of a lot of insecurities and and things of that sort um and i didn't know how to uh let go or let go of my insecurities or release in ways that were healthy so as a little kid, I would, you know, rage, temper tantrums, um, try to do crazy things um, because I didn't feel like I was enough, right? Add to that in elementary school and junior high, I was I was a big kid. I was a, some, some people would be kind and say I was big boned, um, but I knew they were lying. Uh, my, my grandma called me uh, Sanito which we all know what that's code for in Mexican um, <laughs> lingo. It means you're fat. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we, so, you know, carried around a lot of that. And uh, I was want, I was like, okay, the one thing I'm good at is academics. So I strived hard in that. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, it was good until it got stressful um you know and as uh and then i had to learn how to you know release stress you know first it was video games and that sort of stuff and and then and then this is when the the enemy very sneaky i'm gonna call it the enemy the devil the you know it, it really just for me, it just means that which um, something that brings you, may, maybe it's our own flesh, but that brings you to do that which you don't want to do. But you end up doing it anyway because we're weak. Um, so that's when the enemy, you know, placed one of his traps right around that time where I was getting more stressful, growing, you know, going through puberty. Oh, wow, what a time. Um, uh, I was walking down the street with my family on State Street, 
I, I, yeah, I circled back. I circled back. And uh, I found this magazine on the floor, and it had this guy leaning on a on a on a car. And I was like, awesome, a car magazine. Put it in my back pocket until we get home. Um, some people looked at me weird that day. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, as we would pass by, you know, I had the magazine in my hand. And they were like, I was like, I like cars. I don't know, like, why y'all are tripping right now. <laughs> so I get home. And uh, uh, I think this might be a good time to say it was called, like, Playboy or something. I don't, something like that. Um, you know, so um, I get home. And I, and I opened this this little booklet up and that was the first introduction I had to one of the worst uh, addictions or ex or things I've been exposed to in my life and it's it's called pornography which uh, we'll see y'all know is a pretty horrible thing or maybe you don't you know I don't know um but yeah uh, i was i remember opening up the book and i was like what's what's this like what are these things like whoa is that what that looks like like that's <laughs> um and me and my my little kid brain you know um i was like oh shoot I, you you we already know like since we're young like oh shoot i better better hide this better you know went under my bed, started cutting out the people and the uh, <laughs> and then and then I was smart though. I was smart. So I cut out I cut out, you know, whatever random little images. And and then I was like, Mom, look at this, look what I found. There's naked people in here. Oh my God. And I was like and she, and she saw what it was and then she was like, Hi people and like threw it away. But little did she know I was I was really smart and I cut out some <laughs> some of the pages from the book and um, and yeah that led me down a slippery path. Um, add to that in the effort of trying to be cool um, or joining a friend group that I thought was cool in in uh, in boys and girls club. Uh, I did things. Uh, which now I look back and I'm like, wow, they literally took advantage of me. It was sexual harassment and I shouldn't have done those things. Um, and they shouldn't have done those things to me, you know, they shouldn't have done those things. Um, because they were all older and I want to join the older Frank Club. And, and so those two things added together, you know, now not only am I an angry you know, moody, um, angry, moody, uh, sexually abused, um, lying, thieving. <laughs> you know, I, I'm all these things, right? Um, which I know are not good. And I'm yet to, um, I'm halfway through the process of, um, of being a Christian or whatever, 
or not halfway, you know, yeah, I'm just throwing something out there, but, you know, and still in the process of being, and still wanting to be what I thought was like a, a good Christian, you know. So I'm struggling with the idea of who I am versus who I want to be and where I want to go. And, you know, um, and I just realized that I am not doing what I want to do. You know, I do what I don't want to do. And what I don't want to do, I do. And what is this like who are like woeful me like wretched me <laughs> um what's going on and um and so growing up um i just started to accept things as part of my daily life just oh okay this is how it is you know whatever it doesn't matter and uh, but slowly God started interjecting himself in that story. He started, you know, peeking in. Not not that he wasn't always looking out, but he was, he started um, showing me his love in in different ways. Um, I got caught stealing from the school, no less. Like not even like from a store, from the school. You know, and not even the school that I was going to anymore, to like my elementary school that I used to go to. Like I went back to their book fair to steal and I got caught. So <laughs> it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, great. Um, yeah, I got caught and, 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 you know, they were like, we could press charges, blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Thank God that they didn't, you know, thank God that he showed me grace then and there. It was like, okay, you did this wrong. Um, and you're not going to suffer the consequences, at least this time. <laughs> and and I, I knew it was God because, you know, the evidence was stacked against me. You know, I was I was a little kid. I, I wasn't like a professional thief out here. I was in Ocean's Eleven. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a game plan. I just went in, grabbed the book, left, got stopped by security, and yeah, and it was on me, you know. I didn't have someone to hand it to while I was walking out, you know. And and throughout my life, throughout school, um, later in high school, you know, there's a lot of things where I'm like, it was my own, um, like lack of responsibility that led me to this place yet i'm not suffering the consequences because uh, god you know because a bunch of people around me are you know they're they're suffering the consequences of, of not doing their homework for example or whatever it is i didn't do uh ap history and AP statistics, I didn't do their homework and I didn't take the quizzes. And I got Fs in both classes in high school. And there were classes that I needed to pass in order to uh, graduate. So, um, but somehow by some miracle, maybe a little bit of cheating, um, 
I uh, I passed the AP tests, um, both of them, you know, and and then I also lost books from the high school library, so I couldn't graduate unless I got other books or paid back all the books that I had, you know, taken, and somehow they appeared back in the system, and yeah, and and I could graduate, you know. Uh, so throughout my life, there were, there were times where I thought I would fail utterly because of my own, um, lack of responsibility, lack of, um, self-discipline that I ended up not. And this wasn't only, um, in the academic side but also in what I would call like the moral spiritual side. Um, and this is a little more touchy and it's, I want to preface this by saying it's my experience and um, this is what happened. I'm not sure coding it. I'm not, you know, and if it goes against someone's doctrine or whatever, I'm like, okay, but I, I don't know this. God's just showing me a different differently um but i was leading worship for a while at a at a, another church and you know i got into the habit of i would i would feel so happy because i was like oh yes i'm reading the bible every day i'm praying every day um god's using me in when i'm leading worship you know I'm doing everything perfectly. And I would get like prideful, like this pride would enter into my heart where I was like, ah, yeah, see, like what? You can't tell me what to do. Like, um, I know God, I hear he's my close friend. Like, hey, like, I'm not going to like, you're the adult, but I'm not going to listen to you because I got a connection to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I was I was wilding. And, uh, and so I remember in one of those times where I felt like I was the man, I was the, uh, I'm not going to say that word. I like, you know, I was, <laughs> it's someone knows what I'm talking about. Cause she's, she's less Christian than all of y'all. Uh, Guillermo, see, I see why Guillermo didn't really react. <laughs> Just um but uh no nah, it was uh i remember one night um after after a while of not of being free from like pornography and all this stuff i fell again into it and it was a saturday so i was like dang tomorrow sunday tomorrow i have to lead worship tomorrow <laughs> uh okay i was like dang god's not gonna use me because um because i i failed because i'm not perfect so god's not gonna use me and uh little did i know that next sunday god was gonna move in an incredible way i mean people getting touched by the holy spirit you know an hour and a half long of just worshiping 
and people weren't getting tired and people were still worshiping and people were still um, just completely enamored with what God was doing. And I was like, hold on a minute. I got to reevaluate this thing that I'm calling Christian life because it seems like God's movement isn't based on my own striving. And don't get me wrong, it, I'm not talking about unrepentance. Like, I'm not talking about, oh, I did it and now, I, and now um, I'm going to do it again tomorrow, you know. Let me just premeditate and plan, you know, like, no, it was like, it was like I did it and I was, I was sorry and I repented, but I thought that since I didn't have a perfect week, you know, tally score of, of, uh, good works that somehow it, I, God wasn't going to move because I hadn't. And so that was a process that started me reevaluating this thing I called Christianity, this thing I called religion, this thing that I now came to realize is a relationship, you know, and that was after a while. And I heard it a lot. It's like kind of corny, like, I don't serve a religion. This is a relationship. And I was like, but I still didn't get how that relationship worked. You know, how is it? I, I I thought I thought it was kind of like a like human relationships, you know, um, without realizing that human relationships are faulty, and uh, you know I'd, I that that's the only thing I could say I could relate the relationship with Jesus to was the relationship with what's on earth. And that happened a couple more times. So I'm not going to lie. Um, and I wish I could say like, and after that time, I never fell again. And I am, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many uh, days, weeks, months, or years sober I am. Because uh, I'm just not. Okay. Do it. You, you can assume whatever you want and whatever you assume, you're probably right. It doesn't matter. And, you know, that that's happened so many times across from my life, but not only not only in that area, but also in the area of schooling. I remember it happened one time. The next day I get a call. I got a scholarship. I'm like, word. But I totally just. uh, I totally just broke your heart. I totally just, I know, I know that I, I, and you're, and you're rewarding me right after. Um, and I feel like that stings just a little bit more, you know, when, when God blesses you right after a fall or a fault or a something that, you know, that was at our weakness, you know, and he rewards you right after that. It's like, really, God, why do you have to do this? Couldn't you like? I feel like it'd be easier if, um, 
he just struck me with lightning and you know every time and then and then okay we're even now you know but god doesn't work that way um he he does what he says we should do in the bible which is bless those who curse you bless those who persecute you and it's like keeping hot coals on their head <laughs> i mean like literally like i don't know it's this feeling of of love starts to grow inside of you every time he blesses you when you know you don't deserve it and it just grows and grows and grows and grows and i've gotten to the point where when slash if i fall or if slash when um i know that when i ask for forgiveness the answer is simple and it's always yes always and that's just incredible to me it's um my life my testimony um is just that of a person who falls and god blesses falls and god blesses and he he's even allowed me to look good in front of others when um when i know i'm feeling catastrophically and if there's something i want you all to know is that god's answer to repentance to forgiveness to saying god i'm sorry i want to start again i want to go forward i want to be better um because i love you you know not because i not because even i i i have to although a lot of times it feels like that but it's 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 a it's a deep internal want you know it's like it's like something past um your flesh you know that that you know that even though you fall i know my heart is towards you god you know towards jesus and i just want to love you as as hard as i can because of it and it's something that took me a long time to realize and it might you know each person goes through their own process to realize how this relationship with jesus really looks how it's not based on your own striving how god has a plan and a purpose and we can't hurry the process and that the falls are part of the process and that each day hopefully it'll be longer or maybe it'll be shorter but we just got to trust god you know and keep keep loving him and not looking at ourselves and 
and judging the measure of his love through our fragmented, you know, glass window. You know, we can't we can't measure his love by what we do, but we just got to know that his love is so high and so wide and so deep and so astoundingly huge for each and every one of us that it's just it's always there it's always constant it's always ever growing but infinitely huge <laughs> it's like it's so hard to wrap our heads around the concept of um love that has no bounds and is not locked into what we do um because that's a lot of the times the way you know relationships here are you know here on earth and so um i think that's that's pretty much it i would love to uh just you know open it up to talk a little bit to y'all and just um open it up to questions or comments or just a conversation you know where we can talk about like wait but what about you know if we have any questions like what about this though like what if we do this then does he not love us or you know whatever it is um because i think one of the first things we got to realize in order to grow and to for our love to grow past the bounds that we think we can love is that we got to understand how much he loves us and how much it's not about um what we do you know because as long as it's about what we do um we're tied to that is we 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 tie down his love to our actions and uh his love is bigger than that and yeah thank you all for listening um and trying to follow along you know i know it was different i know it was going everywhere um but yeah yeah thank you thank you for that i i, I like the way your testimony was going because it's like a conversation i think that's the cool part about these testimonies that we're doing it's just like like whatever just just comes up and it's not perfect but it's it's good i love everything that you said like like yeah i i like i i too myself have like struggled with pornography and stuff but it's like it's not just like that i've also experienced like that grace that you're talking about where it's like it's so much to the point where where it doesn't matter how big or how small the offense is it's it's more who the offense is at like who you offended that that makes it so like so like heartbreaking that you, that you do anything against this beautiful god and like we we've talked about this like we we've had a similar experience you and i with like a scholarship and it's just like so crazy and like as you were talking i i like was remembering i like i'm so bad with remembering like where the bible verses are but i remember reading like a situation where where jesus is like like healing a blind man 
like after he heals him, he he tells him, okay, like just don't go back to the city, you know, like like us. He like blesses us, like okay, I cleaned you, you're clean. Just just don't do it again, don't sin. And just like that, man, we like like just do it anyway. And and I I love this so much because I like I like reading that Bible verse again and again. And I heard it from a preacher. And he, he like said, like, I love the fact that he, God knew he was going to fail anyway, but still blessed him. And he knew he was going to go back into the city and didn't hesitate, didn't go like, oh, I know he's going to mess up anyway, so I'm not going to do it. But like he did it anyway. And it's, I love, that love is so amazing. And it's so, so big. It, it's, what's the word? It's, it's. I had it at the tip of my tongue. It's it's almost outrageous how good he is. It's like, why don't you punish me? Like you said, like, why don't you just strike me so that we're even? And it's just like, like, why would I do that to my loved one? And it's just like, God, don't don't like start with me right now. I don't want to cry. <laughs> and it's so amazing, dude. And like, thank you again for just, you know, being open and honest with us. And that that's just like my take on it. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say. No one? Something. I always have something to say. <laughs> um, I love that every day we're reminded of how much love God has for us. And I try to go my everyday life knowing that I don't deserve it, but he gives it to me anyways. And I feel like, especially in the world right now, everyone's like, well, I deserve this, I deserve that because I'm a good person because I do this. But I'm like, whether I am all those things or not, I still don't deserve this kind of love. None of us do. Um, but he still chooses to love us day in and day out, regardless of what we do. Um, and like Memo said, it's outrageous. Like the song, it's reckless. <laughs> um, but the craziest thing too, because for me, it's the same way. Like I have to go sing on Sundays and sometimes I fail on Saturday. Sometimes I fail Sunday before going to church or like literally in my like on my walk out of the house I say something to my mom or regardless you know but still God chooses to use us because that's what he does he uses the hurt he uses the people that are least expected to be used in order to show the world that you don't need to be perfect and I think that's been so helpful for me, especially if you heard my testimony and knowing that I don't have to be perfect, that I don't have to do things to deserve love is one of the greatest forms of love that I've been able to, to receive because most people, especially love here on earth, not everybody, but most people expect something in return um for them to give you that love but God doesn't expect anything 
ever, which is crazy to me. It's like ridiculous. But because he loves me, I love him. And I'll try my best to go out of my way to do anything to please him. But every now and then we fail. Um, But his mercies are new every single morning, which is crazy to me that every single morning I can wake up and be like, God, like, I'm sorry for what I did yesterday. I'm sorry for what I did two seconds ago. I'm sorry that I messed up. I'm sorry that I failed again over and over. And he still forgives. I think I've gone these past few months through like the revelation of knowing God's love in a deeper way. And I recommend you guys all go through that if you have it because it's it's really it's really great. That's all I can say. No, nothing. Lupe, you're out there. Say something. <laughs> Lupe here. <laughs> um, I think it it's really crazy, like um just hearing you guys' hearts and you know, making the podcast and like starting off with um getting to know you guys and getting to know your hearts and where you're at. Like one thing though to that, you know, I was thinking about I was like Manny was talking and then something he mentioned um, is like, you know, once you realize that you're dealing with something, you know, and we have Holy Spirit, like he'll give you warning signs when you're about to mess up. Um, And then he'll give you warning signs. And it's up to us, like, if we love him enough, you know, to fight against any urge and to fight against you know, sinning and, you know, falling and, and think it's like, because we love him, then we'll choose him, you know, over anything. And so, um, that, yeah, I just remember like a couple of weeks back of like just unforgiveness or things that I'm dealing with and the feeling of like the Holy spirit being sad. And, and I just felt that, like, I just felt like Priscilla, you not forgiving this person that hurt you is making Holy Spirit sad. And it reminded me of like, because we love you, we'll choose you. And, and I think that's one of the things that like, you know, it's the relationship part with Jesus and, and being that and seeing that like, you know, all he wants is for us to, you know, he's knocking at the door. All he wants is for us to open the door, you know, and, open the door of our hearts and let him in. And so I think it's beautiful to see like the dynamic of everyone's relationship with God and, you know, where he's taking you guys as a whole, you know, in the journey, you know, and, you know, it's challenging um, uh, to, to face everything, you know, and face yourselves. And it's a challenge to go through life and face, your own sins and things you have to deal with. And then for me, I'm like, why do I need to struggle with forgiveness? Like, why, like, why is God, like, I feel like, you know, most of it, or if not all the time that, 
you feel like you're on fire and out of the sudden something comes up and then you're challenged with it. And like, you know, like, hey, I thought I had to deal with it, but I feel like, like gold's refined through fire. And so what happens is that like, as the heat and the temperature gets stronger, uh, the dirt in the gold goes up to the surface. And so I feel like, uh, I feel like that's when God, um, God cleans out our hearts and cleans out like our mess and, and make sure that like, you know, we are always like gold refined in fire and, and, you know, choosing him constantly and it will get easier. I mean, it does get easier, um, in the way of our mentality and our mindset changes, but, you know, one thing I'm, I'm super proud of you guys for, for starting off with like, this is who I am, you know, um, even the series of the podcast, like initial couple of weeks, it's been, this is who we are. This is us. And so we are humans. We're all still struggling with stuff, but just like gold, that's getting refined by fire. Like this is where God's taking us. And that's a beautiful thing to see as a, as a older, (laughs) an older young adult (laughs) um to see that you know seeing people that say yes to god and seeing people that you know take the challenges facing facing the enemy and facing you know the only the only thing that you know gets in the way of us and god so yeah adios lupe Oh man, I think this is like the most I've laughed in, in like, you know, an episode. This is awesome. But I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything else, Emmanuel, but if not, we'll just end it here. I'm just, you know, just Thanks for listening, with... guys. Like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to us on podcast. Like, Hit the like button. Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> Available on our platforms, Apple Music. No, nah, but yeah, it just that you know, we're we're all gonna get there, you know. If if not right now, later, because you know, eventually Jesus is gonna come and and we're gonna be perfect, you know. And that that's the day where we get to rejoice because we're fully made one with with Christ. And right now we're on we're on the process and we are moving forward. You know, that's the one thing that we're not Jesus is taking us forward, you know, and we're progressing little by little, bit by bit. And yeah, we just gotta let go of that feeling of of falling of of falling back or 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 shame or guilt. Like even even uh even regular like therapists know that shame and guilt is only useful in the short run, you know, as a short burst. Um, but yeah, we got to let it go and, and we'll start floating forwards. You know, we'll start, we won't be weighed down and we'll start <laughs> moving forward. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We're going to get there y'all. We're going to get there. <laughs>